Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. Today we welcome Rudy Schott with us for the first time and he heads the area of church planting and evangelism for the Association of Evangelical Churches Austria. Rudy will continue our Gospel of John series in chapter 14 where we will again be reminded about the coming and working of the Holy Spirit. Why is there no need for the believers in Jesus Christ to be afraid to be left alone? What gives us hope in the times of discouragement and depression? Well, let's find out why we never need to walk alone. Good morning. I've read from John 14, verses 15 to 28. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own, they belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the, pri for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. Good morning all together. My name is Rudy Schott, and I live with my family in Stockerau since 2013. And I'm a missionary here in Austria, and I work together with the BEG as a team leader for church planting and evangelism. So first of all, I want to say I have a good news and a bad news for you today. The bad news is that I will preach in English. And it's a long time ago that I preached in English. So it's again the first time somehow for me. But the good news is, last week we celebrated the day of Pentecost. And a language miracle happened. And everyone understood it in their native language. So let's hope that the Pentecostal miracle again happened today. Because I believe really strongly that it's the same spirit. You know, the, Pente the day of Pentecost 
is one of my favorite feasts. Because it encouraged me to see how powerful God is working. And how people can be changed if the Holy Spirit touches them. And when the Holy Spirit comes to them, that they will give, and they give him the control, then God can do something big in their life. We see last week, I think Hans-Georg Hopprich was preaching last week, yes. Uh, maybe he teaches also that the Holy Spirit touched 3,000 people in Jerusalem by one day, and they become believers. According to the estimates, there were around 80,000 people gathering during that time in Jerusalem. And in one day, 3,000 of them come believers. So that means 3.75 percentage. And I calculated it to Vienna. What would be happen in Vienna is 3.75 percentage would become in one day as a be- to believe in Jesus Christ. That would be, really, if you look at the residents that we have right now, that would be around 71,000 people. Could you imagine that 71,000 people in Vienna, only in Vienna, I'm not speaking from Austria, will come to Jesus, will become believers in one day? I really have a desire. I'm waiting for it that God will do the same miracle again. And I'm sure that God is the God himself, yeah, and he has not changed even if the time has changed rapidly. I see that God is working in Austria, that God is working in Vienna. But sometimes it is not the God's problem that we're not seeing it, it is our problem because we are blind. We're not seeing what God is doing in our country, what God is doing in our life, what God is doing around our uh, circumstances or around our society. Because we are only focused on ourselves. And then we sometimes disappointed or we sometimes frustrated, depressed, because we think, God, where are you? What are you doing? We feel alone. Where is the same spirit? Where is the same power that you promised us? And then maybe we are not experiencing that anymore because sometimes I have the feeling we hide in our buildings and we have a comfort zone and we hope that people will come and join us, but we are not willing to go to them. And sometimes we look to the people, to the disciples, and especially maybe to Peter and to say, wow, Peter, he was really a hero. He was without any fear. Is it true? I think no. Because if he looks in the Bible, we will see that the disciples at that time, and also Apostle Paul, yeah, they were also normal human. They had also fear. They had also doubt. They just, sometimes they don't know what to do. And they need also encouragement all the time from Jesus. And so we can read, for example, in Act um, 18.10, it is written, then Jesus speaks to Paul also there, then Paul was in Derby and he was not sure what he do, should do the next. And then Jesus met him in the night and speaks to him. Do not be afraid. afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not silent. For I am with you. And no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in the city. God 
has still many people in the city. Also many people in Vienna that are searching, that are waiting, that someone speaks to them, that someone tells them the truth. So the question is, what is with us? Are we ready to go or are we are full of fear and we feel alone and we think, oh my God, I have no gifts, I have no power, I don't know what to say even. So what was the secret? What was the secret for the disciples? That they lost their fear on that day and that so many people become believers. Was it because that the disciples, disciples started to sit together and they even start to motivate each other and to say, okay, well, come on, let us do, let us go out. I think the people are waiting for Jesus. Was that it? Or was it that the disciples started a big campaign and they distributed flyer everywhere and they make big posters on the street and inviting people to the uh, yeah, marketplace to say there will be a big event? Nothing of this. And this was also not that they become a, a good education or that they were rhetorical in a good mood. And it has not happened also because they forced people, because they were strong and said, if you not become a believer, oh, no. The secret of it is written in Acts 2.4. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. This was the secret of the disciples. And if you go through the book of Acts, it's not today, we will not go to the book of Acts, but if you go through the book of Acts, yeah, you will see the secret why the church rapidly grows yeah, was all the time there is written, when if something big happened, it's written, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Or Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. Apostle Paul were filled by the Holy Spirit. It was not the power of the man. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. But if you look back a few weeks ago, yeah, there was no sign of such a dynamic. It was unimaginable that these things can happen. And that brings us back to this passage that we even heard right now. Jesus, in John 14, the story that we read, Jesus is celebrating the Passover with his disciples. And he washed them the feet. And as a role model, he gave them a role model how they should serve each other. And then this evening, he speaks very caringly to, him, to them. Because he knows what to expect in the next few hours, he knows that it will be cause a Christ for the disciples. Because without Jesus, there will be something different. Jesus knew that his disciples, they feel every time very safe if they walk with him through the city. Because Jesus was like his big body, it was more like this, yeah? You can go with Jesus and if a problem will happen, Jesus will solve it. If the storm is there, Jesus will solve it. If you go through the midst of the crowd and something is against you, yeah, or something is curiously things happen, Jesus will do a miracle and everything will change. So the disciples, they feel very safe if they stay close with Jesus. And they feel every time that Jesus had everything under control. 
But this evening, Jesus speaks about his leaving. I can well imagine how uncomfortable feeling of fear, of insecurity, slowly spread. Could you imagine that one of your best friends, your buddy, that you stay together day and night, will say to you, I will leave. I will say goodbye. Slowly fear comes up. Unsecurity. What will happen? Should we do, deal now with our life alone? Who will give us a guideline? Who will help us? Who will support us? And this is really a strong feeling, the strong feeling of loneliness that can make people sick. Also, we experience it right now during this corona pandemic that loneliness is something that makes people sick. The fear of being alone is one of the top five human fears. The fear of being alone is one of the top five human fears. The feeling of struggling through life alone is growing disease in our society. And we are not speaking about it so lot because it's, we are ashamed to speak about it. We, everyone wants to show, oh, I have friends. Yeah, I'm good. But sometimes we do outside that we have friends, but we know inside that we are alone. You see it now in the corona pandemic that maybe you worked before in the office and you had always a colleague that you don't even like to stay with him close. Yeah, this was not your best friend. But now you're sitting in your home office alone and you have a desire also to meet this colleague. Because you say, alone? No, that is not the better choice. The better choice is this, to have this colleague. To have a human, to have someone on my side. You know? And the interesting is also that the loneliness, it is said to have the same negative health effect as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So you can decide, won't you smoke 50 cigarettes a day, or you want to be lonely, it has the same healthy effect. You see, to be alone makes us sick. Yeah? And also, again, one last number. In Austria, during this lockdown, the first lockdown that we had in Austria, then more than 10,000 people called or used the hotline against loneliness. There was a campaign a hotline against uh, loneliness. It was Corona newspaper and so on. Others did it together. So more than 10,000 people called it because they want to speak with someone. They want to have a guidance. They want someone who was listening to them. And so we see to be alone, it's really a problem also in our society. It's really a deep fear in us. We not want to be alone. And so, it's very interesting also that the UK decided in 2018 yeah, to set up a ministry of loneliness. This was the first state because Great Britain has the biggest uh, number of people who are alone. And the other interesting is also that this year in January, Japanese was the second state who implemented this ministry. 
a ministry to fight against the loneliness in the society. I think Jesus all knew about this. And this is good that Jesus knew such, about such fears and effects of loneliness. And therefore, he was usually the first one who appointed a minister of loneliness. Yeah, as we read in John 14, 6, 16, he said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. He promised, I know that you have the fear to be alone. But see, I have a solution for you. I will send the Holy Spirit. When I go, the Holy Spirit will come into you. And this Holy Spirit is stronger than all the ministers that we have in UK, in Japanese, or somewhere else. He is more powerful. And he is not there only selectively, like he was before in the Old Testament. But the Holy Spirit now, Jesus said, will live in every person who accepted Jesus. And this he will live continuously, 24-7. The Holy Spirit is right now there in you. He is right now there with you. He knows you very well. He knows where you are struggling. He knows where you are strong. He knows your joys. He knows your um, sadness. He knows everything about you. And this commitment still applies today. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is with you. Or in other words, you will never walk alone. You never walk alone. We are not alone anymore, but sometimes really in our daily life we have the feeling we have to struggle alone. There is no one who we can exchange or communicate with. But we can be really sure that the Spirit of Jesus lives in us and He is in with us. But our feelings again and our behavior show some, sometimes different things so that we not really see it in our lives, that we really not feel it. We have the Holy Spirit, but we don't know what to do with Him. We, we don't know even now how He's functioned. Yeah, or better to say, we, we should know that he has us. We not give him, us to him. Yeah, and so we try to manage our life alone. It is the same like, okay, I had my smartphone there, but maybe the next slide there. Yeah, but maybe it's like a smartphone. In the smartphone, you have many functions. You have many apps. But I dare to say that really no one of us is really using the smartphone fully. No, one of us. I think you use three or five apps per day, maybe, and then you have your standard settings there, but there are so many other things that you have in your smartphone that you not use because you think, I don't need it, or you put your life on the same standards there and you say, that is enough for me. And you see, it is the same sometimes what I think what we have with Jesus or with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there as a big software in us. Yeah, and the Bible describes a different characteristic about the Holy Spirit. Everything that we have there, but sometimes we not use it. There are some characteristics written. He comforts us. He gives clarity. He gives power and he has power. He leads us in the truth. He convicts us. He makes you brave. He's changing the character. He gives peace. He gives unity. 
He gives us words to pray, even if we don't know to pray and how to pray. He will give you words to pray. He is an advocate. He is a counselor. So there are so much things in the Holy Spirit that enriches our life. And you can really see that Jesus really takes really care of us. And he not say, I will go and then I give you something very weak. That, that will be enough for you until I come back. No. He gives us that is really bigger than he was. He was not all the time with the disciples. But the Holy Spirit is all the time with us. And this is his spirit. So I want to go a little bit and to show three features that the Holy Spirit, that Jesus describes the Holy Spirit in John 14. And one is he just said to him, the Holy Spirit that I will send to you will be like a helper. He is like an assistant, like a counselor. Someone who is there when you don't know what to do next. Which shows you the direction, which gives you a perspective. If you don't know what to do right now. But I have the feeling that we easier trust Google than the Holy Spirit. Or maybe we even don't know how to ask the Holy Spirit, how to ask the Spirit, what should I do? Have you ever asked God, what should I eat this day? Where should I go? What should I really work or what should I not do? I think this small things, but it will change. It will change our life if we really ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, do we really want that I have to go to this meeting? Holy Spirit, do we really want that I have to watch this movie series? Holy Spirit, show me to whom I have to go. Which friend I have to call. Who can I encourage? But then maybe who will me encourage? It is really interesting if we start to work like this, if we put the Holy Spirit in our life, if we give some space that he can direct us, we will see he will be really a helper. He will be the best assistant. Then you don't need any more Google Maps, something else. He will show you the map and the road for your life. And the other thing is, Jesus said, he is also the spirit of truth. Wow, that is for me a key point, what the Holy Spirit is doing. He is the spirit of truth. And the need for truth today, you know, we need it, it's really necessary. Because we are living in a world that we get so many information every day. And sometimes you don't know, is it the fake news, is it true? Only in this Sunday morning, yeah, we had, you got so much information already. And I thought before you came to the service, maybe you have read also the news on your smartphone. And maybe you read also the Bible first and you read something else and the WhatsApp chat or something. Yeah? You are full of information. But what is the truth? What helps you in your life? What helps you to develop yourself? The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth that helps us to divide the lie in our life and the truth, what really brings us to this point that God wants to see in our life. Yeah? So it is three great truths that He, Holy Spirit, wants to show us. The one is the truth about ourselves. The truth about yourself. 
So many times we feel alone because we believe the lie and we think, I cannot do it. I'm not the right person. I have not the right competence. I have not the right education. Uh, and so on and so on. And we believe sometimes lies in our life where it not helps us to become to this identity, to this person that God wants to see in us. So the Holy Spirit, he will lead you to your identity. He is the one who will say to you who you are. He will give you spiritual gifts also and to say, look, I give you something that you can use to serve each other, that you can contribute, that you see that things developing around you. You know, the Holy Spirit, I would say, is the biggest fan of you. He sees what kind of potential he, you have. And he will sharing and say, yes, come on, you can do it. Yes, you did it. Good, he is the one, you know. He will see all the potential in you and he will bring it that you do it. And then he will also do not about the truth only about you, but also the truth about Jesus Christ. And sometimes we know and we have our life and we know something about us. But he wants to say, look, it's not enough that you know where you are, but I want to show also where is Jesus. So the Holy Spirit, he wants us, brings back always to the truth who Jesus is. And not only that he will explain it, But he wants that we also can feel it. He wants that we really experience it in our life. Yeah? He will really remind us and to say, you are loved by Jesus. And it's not easy sometimes when you feel not good, when you feel depressed and when you feel alone. It's not easy to be loved. Uh, yeah, to, no, however. Um, it's not easy at least um, to trust that Jesus loves you. Yeah, it's not easy to be sure that God is waiting for you, that God has big plans for you. It's not easy if you are in frustration or depression. But the Holy Spirit, he wants us to show the truth about Jesus. And there is also so many fake news about Jesus. Many people see him maybe as a good um, leader, yeah, but they not accept him as the son of God. But the Holy Spirit will show you this also. And the Holy Spirit shows us also the truth for a successful relationship with Jesus. In different kinds of journals, you can always find yeah, the five tips for a gladly or happy, happy marriage. Yeah? So usually very simple, happy wife, happy life. Yeah? But um, in, the relationship, in the relationship with Jesus, maybe there's something different. And we sometimes don't know what to do. And we sometimes, we want to have the control. But in the relationship with Jesus, to have a successful relationship with Jesus, means to have to give him the control for our life. To trust him. To honor him. To spend time with him. Yeah, and this truth, the Holy Spirit will remind, uh, remind you. And then the other thing is that, The future, the last future is, he is the spirit that teaches and reminds us. He is the one who brings us further, who promotes us deeper and explains the love of Jesus, who explains us the Holy Scripture. We can read the Bible, you can read it as a like literary book, but also you can read it and you say, wow, that touched my heart. And that will bring change in your life. 
And this is what the Holy Spirit is doing. Or, or in some, if you meet someone and maybe you have no words what to do, the Holy Spirit maybe will remind you, he will give you a Bible first, that you can encourage a person. And the pers person will be touched by this Bible first. So it becomes very clear, the Holy Spirit is someone who strengthens us in our identity and who deepens our relationship with Jesus, which we cannot achieve through our efforts. And the Holy Spirit ultimately wants to make Jesus great through us. The Holy Spirit has not his own interest. The Holy Spirit He has the interest on us and on Jesus. He wants that these relationships become a very strong relationships. So, Jesus did not give us the Holy Spirit as a key chain, but he is the key to a full, hopeful, and peaceful life. And sometimes we are wearing the Holy Spirit like a keychain, think, oh yes, I have him also. But it's not the meaning of it. It is mean to he is the key for the full and hopeful, peaceful life. But all of us, we know that the, that the reality often looks different. Our faith is weak, also my faith is weak. Yeah, Jesus shines little through our lives. And we hold on on other uh, People's stories instead of experiencing themselves. And with all of this, the feeling of loneliness arises many times in us. And I think, what is the problem? Why it prevents, what, is, what prevents us yeah, from the power of the Holy Spirit in our life? I think one thing is really that we, what I mentioned before, is that we try to manage our life by ourselves. We think we want to have the control. We not want to ask to the Holy Spirit. We want to ask Jesus what we have to do as next. Because we think, we know it. I studied. I know how to make food. I know how to educate my child, uh, children. I know uh, where I whom I have to meet and whom not. Yeah? I know everything. It is sometimes a hidden proud in us that, is, that pushes the Holy Spirit down in us. Well, the other point is also maybe we cannot forgive ourselves and we cannot forgive others. We have wounds in our lives that we not bring to the doctor, that we not bring to the healer, that we not bring to Jesus, yeah, and then will affect our mindset and our behavior. If you always have a wound with you and you cannot forgive someone, yeah, the Holy Spirit cannot speak, he cannot develop he cannot take the space that he would like to have in your room because you're always focusing on this problem on this person you always feel yourself as a victim and you go there and say oh i'm victim i was usually right but the other person had to change and if we do like this if we stay in this role we will not see the power of the holy spirit the full power of the holy spirit in our life And as I mentioned also before, the other problem is that we believe lies in our uh, life. So we, the lies about ourselves, or that we try always to fulfill the expectation of others because we believe, if I do this, then they will love me. 
then they will accept me. And I have to accomplish something that the people give me recognition or that they really honor me. So, and we run and we have a busy life because we try always to fulfill the expectation of others, but it brings only a full schedule but an empty life. And the other thing is also, sometimes maybe you say, I really want to listen to the Holy Spirit. And maybe you did it many times already, but sometimes what I see also is that we are confused the conscience with the Holy Spirit. The conscience, our conscience can sometimes accuse us. It can judge us. It can make us fearful. But the conscience is not always the Holy Spirit. Because the conscience yeah, is shaped by the education, is shaped by the experience, is shaped by authorities in your life, is shaped by your friends, is shaped by your advertising, or by our advertising that we see every day, is shaped by the culture. So if you go only through your conscience, it can bring a big conflict, especially also like here in the international church, yeah, if everyone say, my conscience is also the same like the Holy Spirit, it can be danger. The Holy Spirit, he wants to bring together. He will unity. The Holy Spirit will always see that God will become great in our life. Yeah? The Holy Spirit, he will never condemn us. He will never push us down. That is not the Holy Spirit. That is your conscience. This is something that you got maybe from your parents from your teachers or someone else. The Holy Spirit, yeah, He will bring us closer to Jesus. And He wants, when He something convicts us in our life, He wants that Jesus become greater in our life. That it becomes more shiny our life. And He will lead us in a freedom and not in a slavery. In the other big problem, what I see is many times that we're focusing on our problems. That we are focusing on our problems instead of looking to God. So many times we are looking around our circumstances and we think, oh, this is not possible, this is not possible, I cannot do this, I cannot go to the restaurant, I cannot do like something else, yeah? But we are so only focusing on the circumstances and the problem instead of talking about the circumstances, we should talk to the problems, to the circumstances. Instead of telling God how big our problems is, are, tell your problems how big God is. The God knows how big your problems are. He doesn't listen to it. Then. But go to your problems and say to your problems, I have a big God. He will change it. I not allow it that you determine my life, that you give me the direction for my life. I have the Holy Spirit in me, the power. He is the one who will give me the guidance for my life. Dear friends, really, this is my desire that we understand we are not walking alone. Yeah? You are not working, walking alone because Jesus gives you the Holy Spirit and you have all um, Zutaten here, um, ingredients to, uh, to have a successful life. You have all the ingredients. 
to have a successful life. And after this powerful speech that Jesus gave to them, or something maybe they were scared also, but I like the last sentence that Jesus was saying then, this, come now, let us leave. I like the small sentence in the Bible when I find them. Sometimes the small sentence, they have such a power. Yeah? And Jesus says only, nice talk, but come on, let us leave. What it means. Jesus knew when he will leave the room, he will be betrayed by Judas Iscariot. And he has to go a long way. But Jesus, what Jesus means, I think, through this is, for now it's enough theory. Now it is time to find it out practically. It is good to know the theory, but they do not bring changes in your life. So you have to test them. You have to experience them. So he said to his disciples, come on, yeah, let us leave. You have heard enough. But you have to experience this on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday and so on. It's not enough only to sit here and to say, wow, this is so nice if you sit here. Yes, then I feel the Holy Spirit. Then I not feel alone. Then I feel strong. Now you have to experience it outside. It is the same for me as a picture, you know, like a coach that he motivates the team before a game. Yeah, yesterday was a Champions League final. Yeah, Chelsea won 1-0. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but like a coach who is in the cabin, has the, has the team together. He motivated his team. He speaks good words. He gives them all the instruction, what they need, how to play the game. And then he said, okay, come on, let us leave. Come on, now is the time to go out. Now is the time to go on the field. Yeah? And he sent them out of the field. They went out of the cabin. Yeah? And now they have to implement the things to win the game. And this is what I also want to say to us today. It is good if you know many things about the Holy Spirit, but it will not bring changes in your life. If it's good if you know many Christian songs, if you know Bible verses by memory, but it will not bring changes in your life until you not really start to do the things, until you not be obeyed to the words of God. Until you really not say, I believe it really, and I take it now in my situation, and I want to experience it right now. So I really want to encourage you today. If you feel alone sometimes in your daily life, remember, you will never walk alone. And when the Holy Spirit takes up more space in our life, so loneliness will give away and fear will be transformed into love and peace. And Jesus will get bigger and bigger in your life and you will understand more and more how much Jesus loves you, how he has created you, what is your identity. And there's nothing better than to stay close together with someone who knows you the best. So the last is really to say, come on, let's start. Amen.
I would like that we have a prayer meeting right now. And if you ask really the Jesus that he reveal your eyes if you not understand already right now what the Holy Spirit can do in your life. Maybe it's time also to ask for forgiveness where we heard the voice of the Holy Spirit but we ignored them. Uh, so let us really pray right now. Maybe we can stand up for this. Jesus, we stand in front of you. And the good thing is that you know all of us. And you know us better than we are doing it by ourselves. Jesus, you know all the circumstances around us. You know the individual situation where people are living. And I pray for those people who are fighting day by day that they feel alone. That they are looking for friends that they're looking for their family, that they have a desire to have an exchange or communication with someone. We pray for people who are really suffering under depression, under frustration, who not see a solution for some financial issues, for a job, for friendship, where people are sitting there in front and seeing, seeing all the destroyed relationship in their life. And thank you, God, that you know us all. And Jesus, you sent us the Holy Spirit in our life. That the Holy Spirit sent, brings us into the truth. And really, we pray now, Holy Spirit, come in our life. We pray, we pray that you break every chain that you break every chain in, this, in our life, that you break every lie, that you remove every obstacle. In the name of Jesus, we say, and I speak to the problems, the problems have to go. In the name of Jesus, we believe that Jesus has solution for our situation, and we say, he will take care for you. You will not walk alone. He will know all what you are suffering for and what you are longing for, and he will come, and he will fulfill your life with joy, with hope, and he will bring love again there, and he will transform the hate to the love. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you become stronger in our life. And also the next week, we want to have more experience. We want to trust you. We want to believe strong in you, that you really can do the same miracle again that you have done maybe 2,000 years ago. We want to see how our society gets changed, how Vienna gets changed. Father, we want to see the many people that you already see. We want to be open. We want to be fearful. We want to go there with the power, with love, and to share, Father. Thank you that you are with us on our working place, in our families, in our relationships, and everywhere where we go, Father. Thank you that you are there, and we not walk alone. In the name of Jesus, amen.